Welcome back to the King Bentley Podcast, where every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. Week two of this quarantine, I'm pushing through. I'm not the most excited about it, but I'm here. I'm pushing through. Um, I'd be lying right now if I told you guys that this is what I was looking forward to. This is what I'm anticipating. This is what I want for us as a people. But I mean, this is what has to be done. This is what has to be done. When I separate uh, my selfish wants and needs and just take a step back from this entire situation. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to accept the fact that this is reality. Um, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a hard adjustment for me, not because I don't like staying in the crib, but it's like I'm being forced to stay in the crib now. Like I don't have the option to just go do some work in Starbucks or stop at St. John's and, and Mac for a little bit. Like I have to be inside. Like that's kind of been driving me crazy, but I'm starting to realize that this is what is important for the greater good of society, and this is what we just got to do right now. Um, to anybody out there that has been putting something on for a minute, you know, whether it be calling somebody, whether it be watching a show, whether it be writing something, whether it be reading a book, this is the time for us to do that. This is the time for us to um, really sit down and spend time with ourselves. That's how I'm looking at this. Um, waking up some mornings knowing that I can't leave the crib as frequently and as often as I want to has been a tough adjustment, but. I'm finding ways to cope. I'm finding ways to cope. Um, yeah. That's all I got to say about that, man. Coming up in today's show, I speak to a small business owner. I speak to a teacher about how they've been adjusting to the quarantine and how everybody around them has been adjusting to the quarantine and how this affects or how this quarantine has been affecting their way of life, their business, and so on and so forth. I hope you guys... Enjoy this episode, and if I speak for anybody who is just as annoyed as me, that we have to stay inside, and we can't really physically interact with people the way we want to, the best advice I can give you is the advice I've been giving myself, and that's just embracing reality. You know, when you can't change the reality of something, the best thing for you to do is just change the way that you react to it. So that's what I'll be doing from here on out in this quarantine. And I'm just praying that we see this thing through sooner than later, man. I'm not really trying to spend the next nine months in the crib, man. Two months max, man. I don't need that's even that in itself is crazy, man. Here's the episode though. The coronavirus, first of all, most people didn't take it seriously because mm-hmm. all of those virus um, um, epidemics, or no, sorry, not epidemic is a situ is a circumstance. Most all of those other viruses. Um, were contained. Um, people caught it. I don't think it was even on anybody's radar. They were like, "Yo, something's yo." They got Ebola. Yo, like they sent the whole ship. I mean, like a whole plane to get the one man with the Ebola, brought him back to the CDC, had him in an incubator, and then they diagnosed him fine, mm-hmm. and life went on. There was like, you know, that was the one person that was American, if my memory serves me correctly. So now you're talking about, oh, why did we take this seriously? We never caught anything for real. What's now happened? All these things happened. I think I had influenza. Caught it from my um, then four-year-old. Had me on my tail, puking my guts for a week, Tough. give or take. Tough. And it was so bad, like, Daniel had to drive me. Like, I couldn't even, like, sit up to drive and go. I'm like... When I had I went to urgent care. 
it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I came home, and that's when I got introduced to you know Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so, timeline it. Um, but you know, you have all of these things. Um, it didn't get real for me. I'm just gonna say culturally, I saw it as one of those things that we as a people don't get, can't get because we don't expose ourselves to certain things. We um, we have certain cultural practices for san- um, you know sanitary practices. Um, you know, we just don't, we just can't get that. And and that was the approach to Corona when it first popped off too. That was that was a narrative that we were all pushing around. Like, yo, black people can't even get this. We good. Ain't nothing to worry about. Listen, most things we are good on just because think about West as a West Indian. You don't eat from people, you don't eat certain things. <laughs> um it's you know, you you know, you're pretty cleanly when it comes to your general surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um because you practice listen, a very cleanly lifestyle to begin yeah, with. Yeah, a cleanly lifestyle. You know, then you know, then you you know, you just don't just like hands up people. If I don't know you and this is not a work situation, we're not going to be given handshakes and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was sitting on my couch watching the Denver Nuggets versus the Rockets, I think. And they say the next game up has been canceled. It was, it was it was it no it was Rockets not Rockets it was a uh, Nuggets it, and Mavs. it was Denver it Nuggets oh and yeah Mavs. Nuggets and Mavs yeah, that yeah, was two weeks was that, oh, that was that's almost two weeks ago now wow damn dude I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching I'm like yo then they say it's confirmed Rudy Gobert of all people I was like okay <laughs> okay Rudy's French okay. and I said Rudy's French. first thing I said off back Rudy's French he's a he, he's like like English is a second language so he might have had family over here from there. Mm-hmm. That was my next thing. So I was like, okay, I'm throwing this narrative in my head. Because in true context, if you're foreign, you have people travel. Now you're exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, then they said Donovan Mitchell. I said, oh, shoot. Yeah, when well, Donovan Mitchell got it, that's when we was like, oh, baby. Oh, we could get it. We yeah, not, I was we like, not immune yo, to it. Yo, yo, listen, it felt like like yo, like yo, they tried to get Obama because he was the president. You see what I'm saying? I was like, yo, <laughs> now, like, now we're in this. You know, like, Brothers don't ever get harassed for being suspects on a plane hostage situation. I mean, it's just not happening. They're not taking a brother. <laughs> nah, that's facts. You know? Black so privilege. I, I was like, ain't no way. So I said, oh, shoot. Now I got to do some research. Information, exposure, yada, yada, lives on surfaces, sanitize, wipe down, handshakes, no, no dap, you know, no hugging, mm-hmm. just give the elbow. You know, hail him with the hand, one, two, you know, give him the fist. That's that's where society's come to right now. Um, and then what, you know, what really turned for me is this was happening at a time where it's like we were on the edge of the knife mm-hmm. and someone just pushed us off the ledge financially. Mm. So I say that because all of a week before this, um, I don't even think it was a week, um, Saudi Arabia um, basically crashed the oil market. Right. And to the general public, they probably never paid attention, but they basically dropped gas per barrel for um, all the way down to like 
well, it's now at $20, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, the relevance of that is think back mid 2000s. When is the last time you paid a dollar and change? Well, we're in the South. I don't know how much it is up there. It's probably $2 and some change. Two and change. Down here. Yeah. But basically, the last time I paid this little for gas, I was in college. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between 2001 and 2004. So for relativity, that's how people like, yo, gas has never been this cheap. And, and, and what the Saudis did, it was really a pissing contest from one minister to another minister with Russia. Dude, they emptied double their normal quantity at half the price. Think of it like the dope game. You put crack into the market and they've been selling cocaine for the longest. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? You're going to have an epidemic. All because one, the, the someone with, with Saudi Arabia um, had a beef with somebody in Russia. Right. So fast forward, we have, you know, the current, you know, epidemic on our hands with um, Corona and the market starts to tumble. A um, couple of days later, the U.S. Fed, I've never heard this phrase used, said we're going to inject a trillion dollars. <laughs> I've never heard this phrase used. It's hilarious. <laughs> I have never, ever. You say trillion when you're referring to debt. how much money is in an entire market. Right, well, how much debt the U.S. is in the summer Not, on those lines. Oh, let me just drop this in here. Once more, a drug reference, it's like, you know, the needle. It's like you about to shoot up and it does nothing. One guy referred to it as the government, the Fed trying to catch a falling knife. Nothing good happens. That's tough. Well, yeah, because so, essentially the thing is, even if the even if the Fed were to inject all that money into the into the economy, can, people aren't spending money because we're all inside. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot a lot of discretionary money we'd be spending on just like you know the restaurant goings, the the brunches, and all like the little frivolous spending. You know, going outside and just going to these different events. All that discretionary spending is done. You feel me? We're it, only we're only buying essentials right now. So when when people well, aren't spending well, money, even this, if you inject them, the, the so market will to have back money. and give full context. I don't know if everybody understands. China originally had to shut down, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Produ- a lot of production stopped. So think of it like the train. You're on a train. The front of the train crashes. You just don't know that's the front of the train. When you order socks, T-shirt, parts for your car, et cetera, et cetera, you order from China. China produces most of the goods around the world. Right. China gets shut down. China just came out of shutdown. So think about how long we're about to be in it. But China had this problem at the beginning of December, shut down basically like a, a had to shut shut down um, this a city. You know, and then, of course, demand is still coming. So they're the supply. We're the demand. Then the virus came, started spreading globally. So Italy, of course, is the is is the most um, devastated um, environment. 
So then you start to have to say, okay, I have to start sending people home from home from work. So now you have supplies, um, an issue. You can't have people with demand. And then it spills over to here. People have to stay home. If people, people can't go to work, people can't make money. People can't make money. Keep people can't spend money. And it basically spiraled. Um, I think that's pretty much sums up everything. Right, and, and, and that is why. Don't forget to add too. If if you aren't going to work, you aren't getting money, which means mortgages aren't being paid. If mortgages aren't being paid, that means the banks aren't getting money. The bank isn't getting money. Then now okay. they have to start reaching out to the Fed, and if the Fed is strapped, that's so, when the Fed comes up with the yo. We got to so, inject so, a trillion dollars into the So we the market. wake up one day. We wake up one day, and because China's market started to crash, it basically spilled over to the U.S. So we wake up on Monday morning and the market starts to tank. Um, um, and so when the market starts to crash, it was crashing overseas. The market opens here. It starts crashing. We have a fuse. There's fuse one, fuse two, fuse three. First fuse, we shut down for 15 minutes. If it, if it hits 7% of the market, is a 7% loss. 7% is a lot of people's money. Mm-hmm. So um, second breaker is if it happens again and it, did, and it drops 14% in a day, um, we stop for 30 minutes. If it happens a third time, we shut down for the day. Um, so how, the, how is the information relevant? It started happening consecutive days, and the only reason why we have the the fuse situation is because um, 2008 happened, and all the money was lost in a day or a couple of days, as opposed to what they're trying to avoid right now. So the market crashes multiple days. We've lost something like 14 trillion dollars. I don't know how that's possible. Um, <laughs> I don't have relativity for it. Um, so, but essentially, um, we've lost everything that the um, stock market has earned in like the last three years. I mean, to to be honest, though, when when you factor yeah. in when you factor in everything. Uh, the stock market was due for a correction. Like we we're due for a recession right now. It just so happens that oh yeah, the pandemic. It's a perfect corrupt. storm. Of, it, right. It's a perfect storm for disaster. Right. It so just, it, it just, was already on edge. It, it was already on edge. Just so happens that with this pandemic now, that just kind of um, that kind of just that 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 sped things up a little bit. Like that sped oh, things well, up a little bit. Well, so I was gonna say so from a being in the precious metals industry, we purchase, we deal in your gold, silver, platinum, palladium. We were expecting this um, for about two years now. Mm-hmm. The market's supposed to cycle every 10 years. Right. Some sort of correction. Like a balloon, you keep putting air in it, it gets bigger. The market is like a balloon. And this was the pin that popped it, but it's supposed to deflate every, start to deflate every 10 years. It's, look, you know, two years overdue, but like anything else, the bigger the balloon, the bigger the pop. Right. 
So we don't know. I, I've had people make references that this is going to put us back, you know, not the Stone Age, but, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the era was before, you know, the stock market started, because that many people are losing, going to lose their jobs, have lost, you know, living companies are being shattered. Um, when 2008, um, when it happened, I never understood, you know, I didn't really comprehend the magnitude of what it was because I have, I didn't have no real job. I mean, I didn't have anything to lose. Mm -hmm. You know, I woke up the next day, people like they lost their life savings, you know, and the bank wasn't insured. The difference is now, um, we did it from the other side. Then we lost our homes. Now we're losing our jobs because China has everybody home. You're stuck at home. That's why we can't make money. And it's causing the, the, the economy to crash. And you have no vision in sight of when you're going to be able to stop it. Right. And, and, and that's what I want to pick and up. And people are dying. That's what I want to pick up because it's one thing for us to be due for a correction. It's another thing for us to be due yep. for a correction and the pandemic to happen. But it's a completely different story when we have no idea what the next two, three months are going to look like. Now, like, all, all you, we turn the television on when this press conference is going on, when Trump is speaking, when Pence is speaking, when um, Cuomo is speaking, or whatever. Whoever you want to listen to, when you, anytime there's a press conference when you turn it on, you listen, you tune in. The one thing that stays consistent is the fact that they have no real timeline for how we're going to get out of this thing. And that's, quite frankly, that's scary. Uh, this, somebody said, and I, and I try to listen to as many diverse um, sources as I can. Um, it's one podcast, um, plug, you know, I don't get paid, but Motley Fool, very solid information. Um, but the guy said, this is a once in a hundred year situation. So think about this. Nobody that is alive knows the magnitude of pain that we're about to experience. That's tough. No one alive. Because this is some, you know, they're saying, um, you know, the last is what, swine, not swine, the, the, the Spanish flu. But this is like the Great Recession, the one that they have the pictures, U.S. Steel, kids working in. That's the kind of stuff that we're about to be on. Now, what do you do? I mean, there's no... There's no, there's no fix. There's too many, too many leaks in the boat, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I, so you're talking about, for example, New York is is looking to shut down. Just, I mean, I'm sorry, they have declared we're in shutdown. Te how do you do te that? Technically, technically. Yeah, but yeah, but think about this. How do you do that in a part of the country where most of the country is rural? It's going to spread forever. I think their goal is essentially to slow it down. But for example, out here, we went to the supermarket yesterday. People are going about business like everything's all good. So what you're saying is so for, for, for context, right? You're in Atlanta. Are they are yeah, they imposing I mean, are they imposing any any of the same laws any of the same regulations? Are they imposing uh, no. any type of social so, distance, distancing or anything like that? Uh People are, I haven't been to a mall. I, I'm, well, first of all, the malls are shut down. Mm -hmm. um, 
general work, the whole everybody's been sent home for work as far as you know non-essential. Um, I've been going into my place of business because I have a um, contained space. I buzz you in. It's generally no more than four or five people inside my location at a time. Mm-hmm. So I have an isolated contained environment. That's the only reason why I'm, I'm still going. And my business is directly affected by everything that's going on. Correct. Financial uncertainty, economic uncertainty is just sugar in the system for what we have. I mean, for our business, but, and there's a whole nother, there's, there's a whole nother argument on this thing that I'm going to drop into the mix. That's going to um, give you some, ins- um, a little, I guess, a different perspective, but yeah. So what you, I mean, Atlanta's like nothing. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it's like nothing because it's Oregon. Oregon has an actual situation. People are dying in the hundreds by the day. Um, but Atlanta is like a pass through for everywhere. Um, you have the interstate that, you know, takes you up and down, you know, 20 goes all the way to California, I think. So it's real tough to say Atlanta shut down. And people are, you know, kind of doing their thing. I think social distancing has caught on, but the road, I mean, the roads are pretty, pretty busy. No, I take that back. The interstates is traffic is low, but the local roads, eh, you got a bit of people at the major junctions. Yeah, it's the complete opposite up here. Like you go on the highways out here, like the highways, uh, the back streets, the boulevard, everything, like the main roads, everything is empty. Like people are actually, really? people are actually, yeah. People I could are never, like, 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 like Jamaica, well, but that that's probably because you guys have like actual numbers of people like that that are affecting their day-to-day lives and and it's an unknown enemy here in atlanta 33 so i think it went from 11 to like 22 or 24 people Mm -hmm. have died over the weekend um i don't know I don't know if it's, it's that's, the, the thing that's is bad though, to people or not bad to people. And, and I'm, I'm glad you brought, brought up death numbers because in my eyes, that's not bad. And I, I had this conversation I don't yesterday wanna, with somebody. And I don't want to degrade the life of a person, I'm, but I'm you not are doing, correct. Right. I, 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 I don't want to degrade the life of the person, but this here's my theory on this, right? Not even so much there, but this is how I view it, right? When you start to when you start to talk about the amount of people who are dying, right? And I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I'm downplaying death in any way, shape, or form. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. When you start to talk about the amount of people dying, right? For example, okay. uh, the first case in New York City was reported in March for on March 1st, right? Okay. Since March 1st, they're saying that about 60 to 70 people have passed away, right? When you start mentioning Correct. death numbers, right? When I hear 60 to 70 people have died since March 1st, to me, that's not that big of a deal off the strength that there are at least 300 and something, not three, excuse me. There are at least 100 and change, 150 people who die in New York City every day. You for see what various I'm saying? reasons. So like, for various reasons, right. I get that. For various reasons. And, and, and then we're like, in the black community, which they they make it seem like we're dying every day. May not be the case, but this is, but that's the psychological state that you're in as a black man. Right, right, right. Person. Right. That, that That is also true. But 
I don't know. When I hear that only 60 people have died from this thing over the past two weeks or so, to me, that's not that many people. That's not a large amount of people. To me, those are casualties that would, that would have happened regardless of the situation. And now, again, I'm not trying to downplay those deaths. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm really trying to say is the fact that don't allow the numbers that they're throwing at you to, to, to make you feel afraid or to make you feel worried. I think well, it's important to add context to these numbers. For example, there, there was um, correct. a Correct. You are correct. And they started doing that down here on the news. Like, listen, here's context. So, for example, 8 million people in New York, 6 million people in Atlanta. To you, it's like, oh, that's it? It's a good day. To me, how do I say this? No, there's not a nice way to say this. The only reason, to me, this is an a urgent issue is because um, it's killing people in a random way. Not It's not random, because you have to be in contact with someone. But it's haphazard the way it's catching people, and it has no boundaries. This isn't a just a poor people thing. Right. So once it's spilled over into a, a gen pop, yo, just as easy as you can get, you know, you can catch the flu, you can catch this, it became a concern. And the fact that it's also costing money. That's when I knew it was real. To me, when they shut the NBA down, that's when I knew, yo, this is a real problem. A real concern, right. Because prior to that, I, I thought they just let, you know, like anything else, oh, we can contain this. Life goes on. It's not stopping money. Right. But, but when they allowed it to stop money, that's when you realize that hey, they, listen, they, they were serious in their approach to this thing. When you, when you are playing a professional sport, you are an asset. And when that asset... You know the integrity of that you know can com- can can be compromised permanently, and you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And no, I, when, I, I I agree with that. So when I saw a black person being a professional athlete can contract it, and the market, I'm sorry, and the NBA shut down, I realized America is up a creek without a paddle. <laughs> no, but but again, right? One, two things, right? For yeah. me, a lot of people are saying that yo, people are ignorant for not believing until the NBA shut down. To me, that's a, that. To me, that's that makes perfect sense. Uh, I feel like when you when you finally disrupt the way people are, are living, that's when they'll start to take notice and things. And again, just from a, um economics and from a fiscal standpoint, when you realize that people, big corporations, are willing to lose money, then that's when you realize okay that they're really concerned about this thing. But just to put a button on the previous conversation, the same thing that you just said. Oh, I'm not trying to diminish someone's life, but someone in the boardroom was saying, "How many people died?" Oh, we good. We good. <laughs> now that's a fact. You see what I'm saying? That's the money. That's a look. That's somebody just, was definitely saying that. Somebody was definitely. Someone's saying, saying that. that in the boardroom right now. No, that's a fact. But again, yo, I'm, we don't we don't really know how this thing is spreading. We can keep moving. It's not a problem. Only sixty people died. That's it. Why is this a conversation piece? Mm-hmm. Now, if it was your loved one, I'm I. If it was if it was one of our family members, my heart would be broken. My heart would be broken, Andre. But at the same time, I'm not gonna say and lie to you. I really, in my heart of hearts, feel like I would still feel the, a similar way. I'd still be like, yo, only a few people died. Well, and the well, reality of the matter is, the reality of the matter is that people ha- are gonna die from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just so happens that. It touched us this time. 
I got some other harsh, harsh realities. This thing is predominantly killing old people, people with respiratory problems. Now they're saying that young people have contracted it, but I don't think younger people are dying. Are dying. And then on top of that, we were having this conversation. If you have most of the people that, that this is really hurting are people that didn't take care of their bodies in general. <laughs> they have respiratory they have respiratory problems. Nah, that's not, I'm, not, they, I'm, I'm only laughing because that's my mom's it, it, I mean, we're not talking about asthma patients. <laughs> right. You know, because people always want to bring up the worst case scenario. Listen, um, Cassandra has no immune system. She's had respiratory issues all her life. She's an A-grade person. No, we're not talking about that person. We're talking about everybody else. Right. Everybody else, which is the majority. Vape, smoke, uh, eat fried foods, have poor circulatory systems, high cholesterol. They're on an asthma pump because they won't lose weight. These are the people that this is really hurting. And again, if they're it's, a young person, it's, it's not to once more a casualty of life. Right. Like, you know, no, 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 no. But I'm just saying these are the demographics of people that a lot of this is going to affect. Now, my parents, my father being the realist that he is, said, listen, we're old. It's our time. We might go with this thing. <laughs> but you come in my house, you wash your hands. Simple, straight, simple, pretty, pretty straightforward, straightforward straight and reasonable, point. a reasonable ask. It's a reasonable ask. Yeah. So, you know, you wash your hands. If you've done something, you wipe it down. They won't even pick up um, Xavier because my mother works in a, in a health system and they're serious about it in that regard. But their acceptance is what they, is exactly like, hey, listen, this might be it. Mm-hmm. This could be it. So, and if they're the most susceptible ones, then it's like, like you said, is it really that bad? I I, I think for me, the main reason, not I think the, the one of the main reasons again why I, I ask myself, is it that bad, is just is because the 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 virus itself is, the virus itself is beatable. You know what I'm saying? Like there are a lot of people who are getting the virus and recovering from it. Of course, they're not going to tell. They're not talking about. And that is the only we're reason. Not, oh, by the way, I just want to put that's the only re- that's the only reason why I'm talking, um, very loosely about the about a person contracting this, because if people like the stock market still has legs, people are still working. If this thing was hitting people and like they had they like let's say it had like a uh a 80 percent mortality rate like if you contracted this you're probably gonna die mm-hmm. like some hiv type joint that is a real problem that's a different like, story now that's a completely like, different story now. listen listen you now have, the tune is different now your energy it, is different it, exactly what's the one with will smith and he's the last man in new york uh, I, I am legend i am legend you would have some I am, Le- I am legend type stuff. No, that's a fact. <laughs> you, you, you would have people literally moving into packs. That's a fact. But they're, some... they're, they're also saying that, that the reason why it's such a, the converse to that, the reason why it's such a deadly disease is the fact that it's not something that's going to kill you right away or it's not something that's, that's forcing the I am legend situation. Yeah. Like it's the fact that it can be in your body. You can show no symptoms. You can pass on to somebody, right? You can you can have yeah. it for two so weeks and show. That's no why symptoms. they say. That's why they say. I'm sorry. I'll say. Germany, Angela Merkel of Germany said 
60 to 7% of her population will contract this disease. Think about that. Andrew Cuomo this morning, Andrew Cuomo said uh, he had about similar numbers. I think he had, he said about 70 to 80. Okay. I, we, I could look this up. Germany's median age is 46 years old. So let's say, so Germany, how many people? Germany have, you know, let's just say you have a million people. Mm-hmm. A million people. And so 40, no, let's say 40% of, your, of that population is over the number. It's medium, but I just wanted to go low. That's 400,000 people. Mm-hmm. 400,000 people and a third of them are going to die. That's 120,000 people. Nah, that's a lot. I ain't going to say a lot of you. That's a lot of freaking people. Bro. That's a lot of people. Yo, but from a country's perspective, that is as possible city, that is your GDP, this is a problem. You know because what it is. You know, you know, you know what a big, you know what a big part of this, uh, the issue too, as far as perception goes, uh-huh. it's the fact that we're so early, like we're, it's very early, like this thing and hasn't peaked yet. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're exactly. just getting into the whole is, quarantine and, thing. And 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 what makes it bad, and it could, and what makes it really bad is, it could cycle back through. Right. It, 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 it can die down so, in the summer and come back in the fall. This is true. I can't. This and, is true. Yo, and we have no solution. So everybody, and 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 now I think we've talked a way to realize why it's that big a problem. Because if it could if it bounces back through, shoot, dude. Yeah, at, at that point, that's a different. Story. And it's funny because that's that's not not it's not funny, but that's what the that's what the Spanish flu was. Imagine but. if you wipe out. You like you know like you see like a movie and you go you know they're watching it and you're like yo they're like some isolated people they're like yo we're all the children and we don't have kids nobody here is under the age of such and such or you know or some or there's nothing but kids yeah we don't have anybody here over the age of thirty and that's all of America. Mm. Something like yeah, this. On one end, dude, let it run its course. The human body might mutate and fight it and actually just get over it, you know. And and um, and that's that's the argument I've been having for for a while now. Like, um, if if they're going around saying that the majority of these populations are gonna get it, then let's let's yeah. I, I as I'm as I'm saying it, I'm, I'm it's making no sense. But I was gonna say let's just speed this thing up. Let's 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 get let's spread it as fast as possible. But the issue with that is that if it spreads too fast, there aren't enough hospital beds to tend to everybody in enough time to and know, that recover. And that's why Z. And that's why so, we're quarantining right now. And that, social distancing. So exactly. So median age of America, thirty-seven point nine. Basically, me. I'm literally thirty-seven point nine. <laughs> My birth. I'm sorry. Now, well, yeah, because I turned thirty-seven in May. Point nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Point point yeah. eight point yeah. eight point eight. Yeah. I said. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thirty-six point nine. Now both of us can't do math. I'm weak. So, but. Yeah, but I'm 36.9. I am the median age. Imagine me being the oldest person in our family. Tough. 
That's why. Not much wisdom to pass down. <laughs> hey, now, um, I'm gonna I'm take some interest. So some so something interesting. That's you know what originally let us spark this conversation. Um, in my in so us being in the commodities, when all this started to unfold, people started to um, bank, financial systems started to um, they didn't fail, right? But they they they're they're tanking. Back in 08, people just went broke. Everybody just you know just lost a ton of money. It's happening now, and they're waiting. People are waiting on a bailout. But what but what happened is, imagine you have money you're checking, you have money you're savings, and you have, and you got a credit card. You wake up one morning, your savings account is gone. You're like, ah oh, hell. You wake up the next morning, your checking account is gone. The third day you wake up, now you, all you got is like half your credit card left. Mm. That is what's going on with the markets. So I'm in the metals game. As much as people, as, as much as um, corporations don't say this, they most, a lot of them have holdings in precious metals. Mm-hmm. So rather than lose the position that they have, that they're now working on a margin or their credit card, they, they're liquidating their positions in metal because collateral damage. They know they can make money up on the other side. And right, when the market drops no, extremely low. It, exactly. So right now the prices, the price dropped from like $17, $18 to like 12 bucks. But people are looking to buy silver. There's no silver. There's no supply. So right now you have a, a buying frenzy from people for something that they can't even find. And that's a and that's and and as a commodity, that's crazy because the complete opposite is happening in gas. I mean, you know, um, oil. Oil, right? But people generally store their money in silver. That's why everybody has the position. So we're literally experiencing something that people in my industry are saying they've never seen. And this is why this is a real scary situation, because um, from a financial perspective, if the thing that people generally run to when there's uncertainty and financial unrest is not even available, and they're liquidating that, and then the market's going to crash, so they're trying to hold up the market from crashing, and you threw out your safety, you know, you threw out your parachute to save some weight. There's a 50 50 chance this whole thing might collapse altogether. A lot of people are saying, and it's funny because across the board, a lot of people are saying the same thing like financial sector and the healthcare sector. You know, this is just something that we've never seen before. This is just something that we've never seen before. I haven't seen it since I was X amount of age or since I was that age. And I think to me, that's what makes this thing, this whole thing, a lot more interesting because it's just. Just, just, just waiting to see how this whole thing is gonna play out. It's, it's just gonna be, yo, it's gonna be something to watch. Listen, this is never happened. I, I, all right, so I'm in an industry where it's a lot of good old boys, people that have been doing this for 40, 50 years. Um, 
this is all they know, you know, like any other specialist, but there's a smaller group of these people. I met, um, I literally went to, you know, it's like we're moving weight because I went to go <laughs> pick up some bullion. There is none to be had for a month. Think what I'm saying. Imagine you couldn't find gas for a month. You can't find a precious metal. You can't find silver for at least five weeks. So he so he had some um, from a deal. He went and picked some up. I met him. But this is really, I mean, you 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 can't find a commodity for at least a month. Shortages happen. But these people are saying, I don't know, I've never seen anything like this. You know, so I've got trader people saying they don't understand how this thing is unfolding and it's probably going to get pretty bad. This is the beginning. I mean, I've got doomsday prep people that are like, well, I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, I've got, you know, so your industry, my trader guy, everybody's predicting, like, listen, this thing, the house of cards is about to fall. I don't hear anybody saying that it's going to be okay anytime soon. You know, and and mm-hmm. and nobody knows how it's going to happen. Yeah, and I, that, that's the harsh reality. And that's the bad man. part. That's the harsh reality, man. The fact that nobody knows how it's going to happen, nobody knows how long it's going to last. That's the harsh reality of the matter. You have politicians, you have elected officials saying that this thing could peak at the end of May. You have some saying that it could peak at the end of April. Then you have Governor Cuomo going on television today saying that we could possibly live like this for the next eight or nine months. So everything is literally up in the air. And going back to just the severity of the disease itself, I think for me, I I just wasn't realizing, I wasn't looking at taking into consideration the fact that I'm in a city where this thing could spread extremely fast. And And it could spread so fast to the point where there aren't enough hospital beds, there aren't enough hospital staff, there aren't enough medical equipment to take care of everybody. And it's just like... At this point, with the social distances and, and, and things of that nature, all we're really doing is just slowing down the spread of this thing, because it's like they—they're not—they're not—they aren't giving you a real uh, a strategy to eliminate it if you do get it. Um, Yo. The only only thing you can really do is prevent yourself from getting it. So it's like <sighs> we're really just playing the waiting game. Like we're really just playing the waiting game right now. Well, and think about this—you're still. This is the important aspect, but we're still just talking about the health aspect. There's a whole financial sector on the other side of this, and it's crumbling while we literally wait to see what happens with our lives. Mm. I, so I, it's I, like I truly feel for the people who um who have a lot of mouths to feed and and, and are out of work right now. Those are the people I truly feel for because things happen extreme. Things happen fast, like life. Life happened very fast. Like out of nowhere, it went from, oh, I have a job to next. Do you know, yo, don't come to work tomorrow. To next, do you know, we have to lay you off. Like things happen very fast. And even if they do start sending out checks to people, it you guys we also have to factor in that it's tax season right now, and the IRS is already busy as is. So how quickly do we are you anticipating that check to come in the first place? So it's just like uh, there are oh, oh, so oh. many 
on many levels, you're just playing a waiting game. You're <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. And, you're playing a waiting and, game. And and I want you to it's think of what you just said. A check in the mail. Like a socialist country. We just dog we just dog Bernie. <laughs> Everything that Bernie said is wanted to do is being implemented as we speak. <laughs> Literally. Right. Literally. So it's like, jeez. I don't know. Yeah, this, this, this is definitely one, this for, is the one for the generation. This, yeah, this is one for the generation. This, I mean, yeah. I don't bumper generation. I take that back for the ages. This is gonna be a yo, like people used to say, Do you remember where you were when 9-11 happened? You won't be able to say, like, do you remember where you were? This is gonna be like, yo. Do you remember like this time period? Period, right. It wasn't a day. It wasn't like, yo, like you can pinpoint. People say, oh, I knew where I was when King died. Obama became president. Nah. You know, gonna 9 11 happened. There's going to be a whole lot of what was your mind state like during this time? Dude. What were you doing during this period? How did you get through what, this period? What if it becomes like something out of one of these movies? Where it's like, yo, we so um, contagion in the movie Contagion. I think like twenty five. I mean, I haven't watched it in years, but like twenty five percent of the population just dies. That's tough. Can you imagine it's four people in a family, one person dies in every family? In every family, right? Listen, man. As you mentioned at some point, as you as you mentioned earlier in the show, every group of people have their own theory right now. The uh, the, the financial people are telling you, oh, there's a crisis coming. The healthcare people yeah. are telling you that they don't have enough equipment. And you forgot to mention that the church people are are, are, are on their soapboxes right now talking about the last days as much as possible. Uh, so, you know what? When you factor that in now, a lot there are a lot uh, of people who are going around saying that this is the Lord just sending plagues on to America. I, I used to think like that. <laughs> um, I, I mean, but... This is why data is important. And not that I don't believe in the end of days, not that I don't have, you know, I have my beliefs on um, global leaders and all of that, but that's for another day. The end of the day, the reality is everybody thinks they're the last civilization. Everybody thought they were great. Mm -hmm. Rome thought they were great. Rome had, you know, Rome burned to the ground. England had the plague. Um, whatever else other society, different societies have their virus. They plan to fight each other to the end and all of a sudden an unknown virus, an, an unknown enemy comes and wipes you out. Um, I guess I'm a little cynical. You know? I I would, of course, I'm not saying that I don't want to fight for anybody because it was my family. I, you know, but now it's just like, eh, this is a cycle. There's no, you can make the best of the situation. I'm not saying that God's not real. But I am saying that everybody thinks that they're the last one. It's going to get a lot worse for someone else in their society. I mean, there's no real way to know if you're the last one. <laughs> That's my point. There's no real way to know if you're the last one. So, again, this is one of those where we're going to have to sit tight and wait to see if we will be the last ones, indeed. 
what are your expectations? Um, I mean, outside of the sit tight, I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't need you to, you know, make it be positive, negative, just from a reality perspective. What, what is, what is your perspective? The reality, from from a realistic perspective, right? I think that we're gonna have to wait until they start. We're gonna have to wait until the day where they say there are no new cases of corona before this thing starts turning around. And but saying what we said before. Can it ever really stop? But, but it, it has in China. There's no new case in China. That's the thing now. Like China, but, the, the disease is running its course in China. So now every other country that's infected has to wait till to, to, you have to wait for the disease to run its course, essentially. And what I've been telling people, what I've been saying this throughout this whole week is I think that um, the realistic way, especially because it's not a disease that is that is like on the level of like AIDS or Ebola or something that's completely like deadly and, 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 and just, you know, Straight up those out of things, a horror movie. Yeah, but those those things kill people every year as well. True, but what I'm what I'm saying is, I think that it's more. I, I feel, and I'm not a scientist by any stretch, but I think that it's more of a um. I see more of a herd immunity route in the sense that a lot of people are going to get it, a lot of people are going to recover from it, and once that happens, as a as a as a as an overall community, as an overall country, we would be immune to it. I, I think that's a lot more realistic than to think that the disease is just going to get up and disappear. Um, I also think that you have to factor in that by the time that the U.S. started taking action, China and Italy were far ahead of us in the action that they took. So there's probably a lot more people with the disease than we and know. Their, and their culture and their overall um, setup. Because I'm not going to say it like them and us, but their tourism is like intense compared to us right it is tourism is is like different parts of you know america you can pick up and go but it's a lot more local than theirs is you got people all over you know all over the globe yeah constantly always in your face constantly always in your city yeah and um i mean yeah the the reality of the matter is that we, we just really don't know i think this is this is this is really one of those things we have to play the waiting game because and and one thing that also stood out to me is the fact that like a lot of a lot of younger people who are getting it, especially a lot of NBA players, they're getting it and they're just having like disease just sitting in them with no symptoms. So my question is, and this I guess is probably a question for somebody that's more scientific. This is also something they're just gonna have to wait and see. After fourteen days, if you show no symptoms, does it leave you? Like, are, is your body like no. immune to it? No, or it's it's always in your system. All viruses are always. So I sat down with a um, buddy of mine who I've interviewed. Uh, he's a biochemist and he said a virus will always be in your system it just uh, turns into something else so to speak so it basically a virus will come into your system and bond with you your body just learns how to deal with it that's why they say that that you can self-quarantine so this is going to hit people it's going to run through their system and you will I think it's what asymptomatic is basically you don't see any signs, but I think after that point you are no longer spreading it. Mm. And listen, man, I, I'm I'm also of the belief that I I, I caught this COVID nineteen or a bug at some point early in the year. Um, I'm not one to get sick often. It's been years since I've had any mucus in my in my lungs, and at the beginning of the year, 
and this is something I want to speak speak to um, um Rachel when she calls in after you. At the beginning of the year, okay. my sister and I got really, really, really sick the weekend of her birthday, and we were experiencing flu-like symptoms, and we eventually got over it. And um, once we got over it, started hearing about this COVID nineteen thing. To us, we weren't really panicking because it was like, yo, we just finished beating something, so it's like my immune system and, is ready to go to bat for whatever to come and next. That is, and you know what? You and I could do that. The problem is people of a certain age cannot. This is true. And again, I feel like I'm being, I feel like subconsciously I'm being very insensitive to this whole thing because deep down inside, I'm just upset that the world is, is shut down. very similar to you because it's like, to me, you ought to take care of yourselves anyway. So if you didn't, I mean, that's just the sad reality. If you don't take care of yourself. Now, what will be really effed up is a very healthy person gets it and dies. Mm. That'd change Which that, I mean, yeah, exactly. So now your typical character, I mean, your um, makeup of the, per, I'm sorry, your persona of the person is thrown out the window. But we'll see. This is a we'll see, but scientifically, I I, I like my odds. <laughs> Well, you and I both, man, I'll keep you and your family in in, in my prayers. Uh, Thank you. We'll definitely stay in contact, keep each other updated as far as how things are playing out down in Atlanta and how things are shaping out up here for us in New York. But I'm I'm really I'm I'm really praying that this thing blows over sooner or later. But again, just just to round up, just to finish answer your question um, one last time yeah. before we get out of here. Realistically, I just feel like the way things are going, we, we won't this thing won't turn around until we hear that. No new cases of corona have been found. And the reality of the matter is that we are nowhere near the peak. So I, I would encourage everybody, everybody to find something to really distract yourselves, man. Find something to distract yourselves. Find something productive to do that is somewhat creative. Find something productive to do that you like, a hobby of some sort. This is the time to do that, to find some new hobbies. Uh, call some friends you haven't called in a while. Find something to really distract yourself from this thing because we're nowhere near the peak of it. And there's no real timetable for this thing to be over so correct and man we just gotta sit tight you really just gotta oh, sit tight and I would like to add the fi- the financial situation will be catastrophic and you will be fine no matter how bad things actually get you I mean if you lost it all plenty of people have lost it all and you can start again that's a fact so, th- so don't worry about what what's what's happening on a ticker that you can't control. All right, thanks for having me. Always glad to be here. Appreciate you for calling in. Live on the King Valley podcast uh, for her first appearance on the show. Rachel Girls, Rachel Girls, everybody. Insert, insert claps. Now, Rachel, you're across the pond over in Jersey, but uh, relative to um to what's going on in New York City, things are pretty similar over there. And I just yes. want to grab. I, wish, I just want to get the perspective of an educator uh, through this crisis. As you know, you know schools are shut down everywhere, and now the kids have to learn online. Has 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 that changed a lot for you? Is it has it hard to been on to adjust? To having a um, switch to online learning. Um. Yes, 
Um, professionally, it has been a struggle, one that, you know, we are looking, you know, forward to, you know, becoming more adjusted to mm -hmm. as, you know, friend to friend. I absolutely hate it here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just imagine being online at 830 in the morning with 42 eight and nine year olds trying to get them to hear what you're saying. Eight and nine year olds. And, and, and they're expected to have devices of their own or did the school give them devices? So what my school did was um, we did surveys asking households if they had computers, laptops, iPads that a child could use. If they didn't, they were to fill out a form. And then um, once it was given to admin, admin was, you know, deciding who got, who didn't, how much do you get per household, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, just imagine... So how for me we have two third grade classes, twenty two kids each in each in each class. Mm -hmm. Um, so how we split it was that I am teaching reading and science for all of third grade, and my counterpart she's teaching math and writing for all of third grade. That's why we have the forty two or forty two forty four. Some of them log on or whatever don't students, but it's. Go something like this. Oh my goodness. Hi. Hey, Tarnell. Hey, Sam. Hey, Bam. Oh my goodness. It's gross. Is that your house? Is that your picture? Oh my God. It's, it's, it's continuous. And then some of them are sleeping in the screen and some of their parents are sleeping in the background and others are having that's conversations. That's and then lit. they're like, why does your background look like this? Where are you? And I'm like, hello. Hi. Let's, let's learn some reading. Wow. So, it's funny because I didn't even, I didn't even think about this. That's crazy. And, Mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Nah, that just I I got a lot more questions now because <laughs> nah, no real talk. When I when I first heard schools shutting down, my initial thought mm -hmm. was, "What are these kids about to do?" Like idle hands, devil's playground. We don't need all Absolutely. these kids sitting at home. At no point in time did I factor in that a bunch of like elementary school kids barely have the attention span to sit through a lesson online. In, like it's not, not until you said eight online. and nine year olds that I realized that yo, this this also factors. This also is the same type of thing for elementary school kids too not just high schools and middle schools exactly and it. so for new jersey at least you have to have at least um if you're going into like the home school i put in quotation marks like standard since we are at home school to get um like a school day's credit you have to have four hours of your core subjects so that's why it's 8 30 to 12 30 for math reading science and writing oh so once that once that 12 30 is done the day is done well, for core, so now all of our specials that like um, we have um, gym, drama, music, Spanish, STEM, we have a program called Eco Spaces. All of those classes start after 1230 for our kids. Interesting. Now, some teachers have the choice of going live or not going live for specials but for core classes like myself, we have to go live. So like tomorrow at 830, I will be looking at these Joyful little children's faces. Ready um, to educate. To the best of my ability. We're still, <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, I mean, we finished our last week on Friday. Mm -hmm. And um, the first three days, honestly, was just around 
when you get online, you must mute your mic. When you are online, you do not type in the chat room to each other. When you get <laughs> online, you must be dressed appropriately. This is still a classroom. When you get online, you don't have the TV on. When you're here, you're not eating a full-blown breakfast. Like, I mean, and it was really just practicing with them. Like, This is what it's going to be mic. like. Right. Please mute your mics. And then they're like, okay, 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 okay. I'm like, you don't have to respond. Just do. You know? No, nah, I, I, um, I, I I wonder. This probably this probably this probably a very exciting experience from their perspective, though. Like, yo, oh, absolutely. Oh, they email me all the time. This goes, <laughs> we love this. This is great. And I'm like, oh goodness. <laughs> That's jokes. So let me get some straight, right? What's what? When you guys set the class up, are the kids? Are they once they you know mute the mics? Everybody's mm-hmm. dressed appropriately, not eating breakfast, not watching Sesame Street in the background or whatever comes on for eight graders or mm-hmm. nine graders. I mean, eight year olds or nine year olds. Are you at least able to like? Are they able to get through the lesson? Like, are they able to still like grasp concepts, learn, discuss things via Zoom or whatever? How's that? So What's that like? So we're using a platform called WebEx, and so what I try to do with them. So if reading is from eight thirty to nine thirty, I only talk live with them for a half an hour. I know I I realize that talking to them for a whole hour, it I'm wasting my time. <laughs> so I get everything down into a half no sis. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to get everything down into a half an hour, keep it very like simple. I do like actions and motions with them in the camera and I have them do it too so that they can kind of learn it. And then that second half, I um, what I do, I do like independent work with them through Google Classroom, mm-hmm. but I stay online so that if they need help while they're navigating the assignment, right I can there. ask it, I, just like if I was in the classroom. Like, right. So, yeah. So essentially, you could just mute your mic, focus back on Netflix, and just coast through the last 30 <laughs> minutes of class. Wow, don't expose me. Y'all My fault. <laughs> I need you to whisper. Nah, I I go further. When I, when I, another <laughs> thing that came to mind when I heard about like um all the schools closing is just I just I, I worried about all of the kids who just don't have the perfect or the the ideal fame situation at home, and I'm just like right. Damn, for a lot and of so these kids, school was their was their safe haven. Mm-hmm. And so I have kids that I have not seen mm. um online at all, and the thing is that it's affected it's technically going to affect their grade in some way. We've been reaching out, but we haven't heard um, anything. Some kids are parents that have to go to work. So then they're home with like big brother, big cousin. Right. So then it's like, it's not as structured. They still can do whatever they want or grandma or grandpa who's not as tech savvy. So when something starts to glitch, they're like, Miss Gross, my screen is looking green. And I'm like, baby, as long as you can hear me, because I'm not with you, I cannot help you. Right. Um, and my school, luckily, has been able to stay open for food programming. Mm-hmm. So we're still supplying breakfast and lunches for our kids because That's I work love. in an urban area. That's love. And a lot of our kids are free and reduced lunch and food. And they get their main source of feeding every day from the school building. So the school building, yeah, has decided to still stay open to provide that for families. Well, that at least, at least, at least, at least they can eat. At least these kids yeah. are getting fed. Mm-hmm. Is it breakfast and lunch, or is it just one of the? Is it one of the other? No, it's yes, it's breakfast and lunch. 
Okay. So essentially, yeah. you can they can they, there's still chances that some of these kids can can spread the virus when they go get breakfast or lunch. I don't I don't mean to be that guy. I just want to No, 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 absolutely. I was trying so, to put, put everything in perspective. Here. <laughs> so, um the culinary staff at my school, they have bagged everything. Mm-hmm. And when the parent comes to the door, they just say, hey, like, I need two breakfasts and two lunches. And then it gets brought up to them at the door. So there's no, like, walking back and forth and congregating inside the building itself. Mm. Yeah, it's just like... We really living in some strange times. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) We really living in some strange times. I'm telling you. And it's just like... Dang, I, I, outside of the kids who just don't have the perfect family situation at home, I, I can only imagine just like not only the only children, but just just having to be inside as a child twenty four seven is is is, mm-hmm. is 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 that's enough to drive you crazy. You know, funny like yes, I feel like around those ages, the, the, the ages you're covering eight, nine, elementary school, like you need the companionship of other people around your age around those times. Mm-hmm. Like, like your, your, your imaginary friends can only last you but so long but so long you're gonna get sick of them you're going to bro like it's gonna get to the point where you're, <laughs> where you're off it, like you you murdering it like you just creating new ones you just getting rid of them and creating yep. new ones that's, <laughs> that's OD yeah because um, like even speaking on children I teach Sabbath school at my church mm-hmm. Um, and my class is 13 to 15 year olds and we did virtual Sabbath school on Sabbath. And I was asking, like, how do they feel about the coronavirus going on? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them expressed, like, they didn't realize how, like, coming to this weekly thing called church was just, like, a necessity for them. Because now they're at home and they're like, where are my friends? Where is mm. my community? And, like, one boy was like, I've been playing the same old stupid game all week. And he was like, I'm tired of it, honestly. That's and tough. I was just like. I felt him. Wow, yeah, like, they're having a hard time. <laughs> if he over here calling the game old and stupid at 13, I felt like he going I'm, I'm through it. I'm telling you. He yeah, going through he it at this like, point. He was like, I'm tired of it. And I was like, I, I can only imagine. Yeah, I, I can only imagine uh, being, for me, I, the, the scenario that I, I automatically thought of, like, I can only imagine being a college student right now and putting myself back in, like, senior year, junior year mentality, them just telling me right before spring break that, yo, once spring break is done, you're done. Don't come back. I'd be dread. But I can only imagine being eight, nine years old and having to be in the crib all day. Like, off yeah. rip, I know my pops is having us read all day. Oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, off rip, I know I'm reading. We're reading and all day. We're doing work all day. coming out your ears. Are coming, bro. The book, the book reports okay. are flowing in. Like, for me, yeah. school would have been my escape. Like, school would have been my eye. I exactly. Could, I could do a little, I can get away with a little murder here. You feel me? Like, I, 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 exactly. I could play around, but. Like, I feel like, I think what, what I'm really getting at is the fact that any, like, for any child, like, it's, it's, everything is just exaggerated at this point. So, if you're in a home with that a toxic environment, it's toxicity 24-7. If you're in a home exactly. where your, your parents is on your body with education, they own your body 24-7. If you're in a home where you can play video games all day, you're going to play video games till you can't kill nobody in Fortnite no more. Like, it's no just, more. there's no real balance for these little, for these kids at this nope. point. And There's for no their real parents, balance. I mean, and for the right, parents, that too. Yeah, their parents have been reaching out to us like, "Oh my goodness, wow, I didn't know like what you really do." I'm like, "Yeah, welcome to the world that we live." You didn't mm-hmm. think your child was insane during the day? <laughs> you thought we were making it up? It's it's funny about that because I feel like at this point, the the kids are damn near programmed to be insane during the day. So it's like even right. if they, even if they relax at home, there's something that goes off in their body around. In the hours between eight to three, where it's like I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna tweak at some point during this time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna and they're drag. restless, 
And their parents are like, well, I don't know how to teach them this and how do you do this? And I'm like, oh, y'all thought this was a walk in the park. Well, this was a game. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the bright side is that a lot of these kids and their parents would be able to develop a relationship. And that's what I was saying, too. Like, please take this time to foster relationships with your children and get to know them. Because if you don't, if we're spending extended time than just two weeks or at the end of the month, you all are going to have at each other's necks. Mm -hmm. And you have to form some type of Mm -hmm. unity system. So I was like, you know, on Fridays, ask them how their week was, regardless if they were in front of your face. Mm Hear what they have to say. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think we're going to be doing this for an extended period of time, sad to say. Oh, dear. And trust me, I'm the last one that wants any part of this. It's a wash. It's done. It's done. It's done. Because the way I see it, we haven't, as I I just uh, finished speaking about, we haven't reached the peak of this this virus yet. Mm -hmm. And it's just like being that the virus itself is not like super deadly. It's just gonna have to run its course through the population. Everybody's gonna have to yeah. do it, and then you know we'll get over it on some herd immunity shit. With when you factor that in, it's gonna take a little minute for the virus mm-hmm. to run its course because we're now all we're all, we're all quarantined now. We're all separated now, so it's gonna take even longer for it to run its course through the respective bodies that it's gonna run its course through. And it's just like again, we're not gonna be able to really realistically start turning things around till we start hearing reports about oh you know we haven't had any new cases yet and right we ain't we ain't we're nowhere near that yet like i'm gonna keep the stack yeah. the reality that we're gonna be inside for the majority of the next couple of weeks is just starting to set in for me like it's yep. just starting to set in and it's crazy because i was somebody who was already cooling before this but being right. that i'm being forced to be home is, and that's it's the what's difference. blown. Like it's, it, that's what's blown my. Like yeah, that's the difference. That now you have. Now to I have to, to stay home because I'm not like the type person. Like choice. right, I don't like being inside. Period. Like I always got to go outside. But mm. all of the places that I was going to outside are closed. Like they closed last week, even before the school shut down. When my before like um my father, and my sister's back. Like they closed last week. So it's like now mm-hmm. that everybody's back in the house. Now that I have to stay inside, it's like mm-hmm. damn son, like. Yo, this is really about the, like, life as we know it is, is literally changing before our eyes. There's, there's nothing we can do about King it. King Bentley, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I was on the phone with your sister today, and I was like, you know, I, I want some Starbucks because I know the Starbucks in, in Bloomfield is open. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly forgot that the governor had shut down New Jersey on Saturday night. So I'm driving because I'm like, I need a little pick-me-up. <laughs> a little pick-me-up. So Right, so I tweeted, I tweeted Starbucks, like, you know, got to go find some Starbucks. <laughs> and I don't know why it never really clicked, but I reached Starbucks, closed. And I'm on the phone with her, like, freaking out. Closed. And I'm mm. like, wow, going down the street, I'm like, wow, Jaro King, closed. Close. Oh, my goodness. Lock Crown fried chicken, closed. Aha, closed. Uh, yo. Lock and off. I was Just like, done. help me. I was like, yo. Um, some other place. I'm just like close, and she's like, "Yes, you guys are under." I was like, "I get it," but I didn't really get it. And I was like, "Yo, this is Yo, totally first I feel world you problems." On that. I get it, but, but I did not really, really get it. Closed. Shutting down. I don't know. I, I also feel like you you got you got you got to factor in that this is really gonna force this is gonna force us to change a lot of our habits, and not, mm-hmm. not necessarily that some of these habits are bad, but it's just like you. you it's really force you to live completely different. Like, it's, yes. like, and that can be a good or a bad thing. That could be yeah, a good or a bad thing. I think at this point, all we, all we could really do is just embrace yeah. it. 
I don't want no Starbucks no more <laughs> or make coffee at my house. But you know, we not we not coffee drinkers over here, so nah, I can't that's, make that's coffee me You I know what I'm saying? Stay away from the coffee beans, Roma only. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Let's shift a little yeah. bit from from the students, even even uh, the adults, like you know, having to be inside more. I think that's something that um. Uh, it's gonna have a mental effect on everybody that we're, we're again we're not gonna be able to see right away. Like I think we're gonna have yes. to give it a couple more weeks. You know, once people get bored and tired of the TikTok dances, like you know, I'm telling you, once that <laughs> once we I'm get tired you. of the push up challenges and all the like, once we mm-hmm. once we challenge our ass out, like once we challenge ourselves away, like we we ran through. We I'm talking about we did nine challenges already. You feel me? Did nine right. challenges already. Uh, I done made a whole bunch of new concoctions and drinks and food that I I, I, I couldn't have before. I want to see I want to see how it's gonna look a month from now. I know because my my mother said something you know to us today. Um, I was home, then she came home. My brother and my father then came home because my dad's in the healthcare system, mm-hmm. so she still has to go to work. And she came home. And she was like, "Listen." We all are going to have to find a way that when we walk into this house and all of us looking at each other, that we are just not collectively miserable. Like, we just have to. <laughs> she was like, seriously, she was like, we have to come in and take a breath before we open up our mouths and speak, like, you know, wrongly against anybody because we're going to be in this position mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. Like, my house is empty by 7 o'clock almost every morning. Mm-hmm. My brother leaves first the leaves then i leave my father leaves the house is empty then sometimes by the time i come home everybody's sleeping or i'm home and no one's home yet and now we home and i'm still walking into the same bunch of people every time over I and over and for me it's like I, I'm, I'm used to waking up to an empty house so waking right. up to a full house is just crazy now i'm second right. guessing everything that i'm doing because my space is no longer just uh, is free it's no longer yes, free and Knowing if you're still living with your parents as adult children, they're going to find something to say, ask you, or to do. And you're like, Miss Pam. <laughs> son, don't get me started on that, son. Okay? Like, no. <laughs> don't get me started. Like, nah, like, nah, I'm not trying to do that right now. Actually, I'm busy. Res- right, respectfully. No, thank you. Um, and... And then it's going to be shockers. Like, excuse me. And it's like, yeah, because if I wasn't here on a regular day, you wouldn't you, ask you'd me to do that. You'd have to figure it out. You'd have to figure, you, you'd right. have to figure something out right now. <laughs> you'd have to figure something out. And, I mean, this is, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm not one to, um, I'm, I'm not one, I realize I'm not really one to binge watch shows. And I'm already starting to binge watch shows. Like I'm already really? I'm already finding stuff to watch, which is crazy to me. Like I would you never. You want me to give you some suggestions? Yo, what I was I was gonna get there, but we can start right now. What <laughs> suggestions do you have? Books, uh, shows, content, all to get. What suggestions do you okay, have? Okay, so we're doing watch? Hulu, Netflix. What we doing? Let's we could do Hulu with Netflix because that's what I have. I um, also have right. Amazon Prime. Also have Amazon Prime. Shout out to my pops and his Amazon Prime account. <laughs> so Hulu, you know, you can always catch up on your shows like. Um, the Chicago PD, um, Fire and Met is back on mm, mixed ish. What mixed ish? I gotta. I, I've yet to touch Gronish. I haven't touched. Gro- Yo, this might be a you good time it. for that. Cause yeah. Gronish is thirty Hello? minute episodes, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna touch Gronish now, and then, mm. and then, and then move on to move on to mixed ish. The only problem with a lot of these Hulu shows. What happened? These Hulu shows be having like eighteen se- eighteen episodes in a season. That's crazy. Yeah, but like, look at all of that. You know, you got shows to last year. Because 
I was I was gonna watch This Is Us. You feel me? I've been hearing about this yes, Us for the past three up. years. And I, Ooh, I went on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get on it. And I went on Hulu last night. I'm like, I right, me give this us a chance. <laughs> and I see four seasons, eighteen episodes of pop. I'm like, I'm never having time to watch that. Not even in this quarantine, I'm not gonna have time to watch that. Yes, you will. I'm telling 18 you. Eighteen is crazy. Eighteen is crazy. All things bro. are possible. I've done it before. But this is us. Um, moving on to Netflix, there's a series called Wentworth. Have you heard of Wentworth? Never heard of that. What's that? What's that about? Nah, Wentworth <laughs> blows blows oranges the new black out of the water. Um, it's I an hope, Austra- hopefully it does. Because. I'm telling you, it's an Australian-based show. They're about six seasons in. Seven seasons going to drop in June. And it's it's like, yo, it's mind-blowing. Like, what? You got to watch it. When you hit season four, call me. Because that's the season finale. Right there, there. You, said, you said it's called Wentworth? Yes, Went and the Worth. Say that. Say that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes, is is a good one. Um but they, you know, Netflix always Netflix can cater to all of your needs, really. It, it really will. Uh, I'm not gonna you know lie. I'm not gonna lie. And and um, Patriot Act is coming back to show Hassan Minaj. It's coming back next Sunday. Uh, he drops okay. he drops episodes every Sunday. You know, like little twenty and Grey's Anatomy. That's fire too. Is on Netflix. It's, no, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I think. Yeah, but like the the, fir- the first couple of seasons. Oh, so like Netflix. The beginning of time is on Netflix. Got you. And then once you catch up, you can cross over cross to over Hulu. Hulu. Got you. Yeah, to finish watching. But you know, as an avid supporter of Grey's Anatomy and all things pure and holy about my family of Grey's <laughs> Anatomy, um, you know, I'm up to date and caught up. I so did watch all my Grey's Anatomy fans out there. It's been a minute yeah. since I really, really sat down and like um and and like kept consistent with Grey's. But a friend of mine told me to watch. Uh, episode that came out probably two weeks ago yes and not to spoil it for anybody but spoiler alert well uh, long story short i forgot the guy's name but he moved to another side of alex the world Karev. alex oh, Kar- yeah that was a tough episode and it's not it until really i watched the episode that i remember how how well of a, how well that show was written and how well it's produced yeah. so shout out to Grace he's in like his 50s really yeah, he look good, don't he? Uh, I don't know about that, but um, okay. Sorry, he looked good. That's why I said. Oh, good. Now, hey, I, I go for a lot of a lot of those Grey's actors been on the, been on tel- television for a little minute though. So I mean, yes, Grey's actors been on for like fifteen plus years. Exactly, exactly. It's been it's been out for as long as I can remember. ABC being yes. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Oh my goodness! But can I ask you a question? I know it's your show. Yeah, but of can course, I ask you of course. Man, feel free. Um, so King Bentley, like you know, what can what suggestions can you give like listeners like us that are going to be sitting around, you know, from now until Kingdom Come with this new COVID nineteen? <laughs> what, what type of suggestions there as far as just, I don't um, know. lifestyle? Like, I, what you should watch? Lifestyle, what you should like, focus on? How do we not on? like lose our minds? Um, I would say, uh, I would say first accept the fact that we have no control over this thing. Um, that's something mm-hmm. that I do for myself, you know, accepting that. Um, because for me, selfishly, and I'm, I'm realizing it was, it's it's selfish in that, like, in in the sense that I wasn't really taking it serious at first. Mm. Um, I didn't I didn't think that uh it was really a threat, and I still kind of don't. But being that I live in New York City, I realized that it's just it just wouldn't even be realistic. It wouldn't be reasonable. It wouldn't be wise. For us to not practice social distancing, being at such a dense city, so mm-hmm. I think even though the disease itself isn't like terribly deadly, I think the fact that we live in such a dense city, it can get spread so fast. So it's like, I right, even though you may not think it's crazy serious or crazy contagious, the least you can do is be considerate to those around you 
and separate yourselves from each other so that you don't, you know, increase the spread of the disease. Um, I would also say selfishly, I'm upset that um, this whole quarantine, despite, granted, granted, I just finished explaining to you why on, why social distancing is a thing and why that's right. necessary. But on the flip side, I'm still tight that the world is being shut down because I really want to be outside. Like, I really want to, like, be in the workforce again. I really want to add value Absolutely. to a company, add value to an agency. And it's just like, this couldn't have come at a more inconvenient time for me personally. Right. For me personally. Because it's like, y'all, it's really closing in on some new opportunities. And then I'm nowhere. Gotcha. Bam! I don't know where this whole thing happened. So it's just like, I, I had to check myself at first. Like, I, the only reason you're upset is because, you know, you just you you just factoring in what's going on in your personal life, and you're right. just like, I why does it have to happen right now? But once you get past all of that, I think it's just important to to really figure out you know what it is that what it, what it is that 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 makes you tick. And the reason why I say that is because this is the time for you to figure. This is the time for you to dive into your passions. This is the time for you to develop some new hobbies. It's the time for you to to you know do whatever do whatever it is you didn't have the time to do before. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the bright side of this whole that's situation. True. I feel like we could really use this time inside, use this time with our families to really figure out all right, what is it that I, I want to focus focus on. What is it that I didn't have the time to focus on before that I now have the time to focus on. And it's just like taking this a day at a time. You know, not trying. What's right. one thing I had to tell myself too? Like not trying to 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 group the next three months into one because I'm already mm-hmm. doing that mentally. I'm already like I right, I'm in June. Like what's up? But then I'm realizing <laughs> two days into that, I'm like, that's not effective. That's just not effective wow. at all. So yeah, really just taking things a day at a time and accepting the things that you don't have control over and just being more compassionate and empathetic. Because again, for me, I think all of the reasons why I was against the quarantine, all of the reasons why I wasn't taking it seriously were all selfish reasons. And once you get past that, once you get past the narratives and the stories you're telling yourself about whatever situation you're in, then you realize the bigger picture that right, yo, it's not just about you. There's more people in the world, and that's why. We and have that's to true. And a lot of people are actually like suffering, and you know, or having to deal with family members who are actually experiencing this virus. You know, that's a fact. That's a fact. And you know, thankfully, our our families right now, you know, no one has given word that they have it, and that's uh, that's a good thing. But some people don't have that narrative. And that's that's also true too. And yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna lie though. I also feel like, you know, it's not. And I was just telling my cousins, I don't think it's really fair to to put that on people because it's like, yo, if we're living in a pandemic, right? And of course, again, it's easy for us to say, it's easy for us to feel how you feel because none of our family members are affected by it. But it's Mm -hmm. just like, yo, if you're living in a pandemic, rationally speaking, that means some people are going to die. That's just the reality yeah. of it. Nah, real talk, that's just just what it comes down to. And it already has happened, yeah. And and it already has happened. And I also feel Mm -hmm. like, again, I think people should just put into, like, Anytime you hear the numbers that they're throwing at you, anytime you see the numbers that they're throwing at you, like I know right now there's a big screenshot going around saying, oh, there's a thousand cases in Brooklyn and 400 something cases in the Bronx, X, Y, and Z. Oh, wow. I just feel like, yo, you got to add context to that. Like, yeah, total in New York City was like 3,000 cases, but there's also 8 million people in New York City. That's not even 1% of the population. You know what I'm it, saying? It really is. Yeah. You see yeah, what I'm I saying? Mean, like, like, we have to be real. We have to still be real. Yeah. Like, I understand we're in a pandemic, but you still can't allow just any information to be thrown at you to get to, to like, make you nervous or make you afraid or yeah, get or you cr- worried. Like, or, cause anxiety. Or cause yeah. anxiety, anything like mm-hmm. You still got to add context to the situation. And again, it's a pandemic, the, the sad reality that some people are going to die. But 
less than one percent of the population has this has this has this um disease. And I just I just want to think to hurry up and boil over, man. Again, that's a very selfish comment, but I'm just being honest right now. So I really want to think yeah, hurry up and be over. We appreciate that. I really do, man. Cause and and then again, it's just like the whole world is stopping right now. Like the whole economy is just mm-hmm. like nobody really uh, getting money right now. Everybody's like sitting inside. People are, have lost their jobs and, and out of and work and things of that nature. And and again, it's so crazy how this this just this really just touched the American soul. Like I want to say in three weeks ago, an and in a yeah. blink of an eye, all these people were already losing their jobs and companies shutting down. Yeah. X Y Z, so on and so. And one, th- I'm glad you brought it up. One thing I want to address too, and I also got to remember. Let me preface this by saying that I gotta remember that Twitter is not the place for logic. Twitter is not the place for logic. <laughs> Never. No, I have to because I'm not. Never. I'm not. I'm not really used to Twitter, and I had to check myself because I kept seeing a lot of people complaining about the companies that's not, you know, doing enough to take care of their workers, and you know, looking at that, I'm just like, yo, y'all gotta factor in like a lot of these companies just not, you know, financially viable enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like that's just what it comes down to. Like. A lot yeah. of these companies are probably still in their first five years of development, which means they're probably mm-hmm. operating in debt. A lot of these companies probably still operating off the first loan that they got from the bank. Like a right. lot of these companies probably ain't even turned profit yet. So when I hear people, right. especially if they're private companies, exactly. Sure. So when I when I hear people like comparing the apples of the world and stuff like that, like oh they actually care about their employees, I'm like yo you comparing a uh, 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 you're comparing a multi billion dollar company to a company yes. that just popped off yesterday. Like, shut up, yes. sit down. What are we talking about right now? Yeah. But, and I mean, even for me, like you know, I I'm thankful because I'm a I'm a I'm I'm state paid. Right. So whether we are I'm physically in the building or not, or if you know my kids come to school or not, like by contract, the state still has to pay. You know, right. has to pay me. But that's not the case for small businesses or privately owned places. Like you know, it's you're not. kind of left up to chance or do the best that you can. Um, and so some people are really sitting at home, like, what am I gonna do? Well, I, I mean, thankfully, right. a lot of companies have said, you know, we're gonna. You know, stop. Take care um, of you, X, Y, Z. Right, because, well, you know, Geico about. just sent me a message about don't worry about your car insurance until the end of April. Mm-hmm. I was like, glory be, you know, same thing with my car, no, and things of that. So I'm getting a lot of messages in terms of those type of bills. Um, of course, like, you know, the student loans that they announced about and, mm-hmm. you know, cutting interest. And that's that's beautiful, you know. We, <laughs> I'm thankful. Not, I, that's beautiful, bro. Thankful. But I just, I really, okay. I really just don't. I don't know how long it's gonna last, though. Like, I mean, it's not, they, they're gonna do it for, the, but for so long. But you know what I'm I, saying? It's a, it's a good reprieve, though, in the moment. Right. It, it does give you, you know? some solace in the moment where it's like, I, like yeah, I could just focus yeah. on the month right now. But it's just like, realistically, again, we don't like all these companies are gonna get to a point where it's like, all right, mm. that that severance package, like that severance period is done. Like, I, I need my money. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm to ignore them. Just press, you know, the ignore button. From now until kingdom come, every time I see the number pop up, it's gonna pop. ignore. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. What else are you gonna do? Nah, right. I mean, uh, it's this, it's this. I will say, man, this summer's gonna be one for the ages, though. Like if if this clears up by the summer, this is gonna be one for the ages. And I, and for yeah. some strange reason, I have a strange feeling that. This is what April now, technically, like, mm-hmm. not April now. Well, just yeah. give or take, it's April. Almost. Give or take, it's almost April. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a, th- a a theory that if we were to reach June, July, and we're still living like this, I have a strong feeling that people are just gonna start forcing their way outside. 
Like, if we reach the summertime and we still quarantining, I have a strong feeling that we're going to see a lot more of those, like, house parties and stuff like that, where it's like, yo, oh, we're quarantining yeah. over here with it. Like I, feel like, I feel like people just aren't calm. Like, I feel like people are, are going to get very restless very fast. Because a lot of us are already restless. So I feel like if we have to do this for the next couple of months, a lot of people are going to get very restless very fast yeah. and start taking matters into their own hands. Yeah, and especially just for the society that we live in, we're a very social set mm-hmm. of people. And, we, you know, we love to be together. We love to hang out. You know, if this was like, you know, say back in the day where people were just like, you know, very to themselves, you know, because that's just environment wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be hard of a problem. But, you know, we have brunch on Sundays, you know. Every you Sunday know, at that. Right. You know, and then, you know, there's get togethers on Thursdays and you have Taco Tuesdays. I mean, like almost every day has a thing. Has a, has a, has a you know, every day has, a every day has something that can be that's, celebrated that's everywhere. Fact. That's a you fact. know, and so to take that away from a generation that is so used to at least four times a week getting together with, you know, their people, mm-hmm. that's tough. That's super tough. I mean, uh, at least we have, at least we have gr- our group chats. At least we right. have group FaceTime now. At least we have Zoom right. and stuff like that. Everybody's been having happy hour over zoom and stuff like that right so, i mean i guess you know I, I guess you know everybody's gonna find a way to have fun but it ain't the same man it's it ain't the same. the same it ain't the same, the same. And, I, and i and i have a strong feeling that if 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 we reach a point where it's consistently 60 plus degrees outside and we still quarantining yeah it's tough man i'm telling y'all yo mark my words man i'm telling y'all people are gonna start dragging it bro yeah they're gonna start people getting are gonna loose. start dragging it getting loose. And, and at that point i can't even blame them i can't even no, blame for them at that point but I mean, I, I am praying for this thing to hurry up and, and clear up because, again, man, I, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to do this. Yeah, I mean, well, Fox News just reported one doctor was diagnosed with COVID and he quarantined himself for about 12 days. And I think they had him on the news tonight and he was like for the last three days, he hasn't been experiencing any of the COVID-19, you know, um, symptoms. Amen. Um, his nights have been going really well, so he's waiting till tomorrow to get tested, and then when he gets the results back, he's gonna come and share. And I'm now, honestly I, now I'm hooked on now I'm, I'm hooked. Him, yeah, you know? what's his name? What's that? You know, you know his name, Mighty Chance? Oh no, I don't know his name. Now nah, that's that's an and important a, story to know. That's an important. Story. Yeah, he's an infectious disease doctor, and he said, you know, once he gets cleared, what he's gonna do is just to go out there and help people, you know, get you know, help them help. with this virus. And my rationale is that because it has already passed with his system, he's not going to get it again just like you have the chicken pox. Yeah, that, 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 that's how that works. You got that right. Once once you, once you it so, passed through your system, you can't infect anybody and you, yeah. you, you're now immune to it. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay on that story because that's the key, right? A lot of people are, um, a lot of people who are getting it, a lot of NBA players specifically who are getting it, they're saying that they're asymptomatic. They're saying that they feel fine. So I really want to, I want to know like, okay, once right. you get it, after those 14 days go by, does it just automatically, like, you know, kind of, like, pass through your system or something yeah. like that? And if it only takes about 14 days for that to happen, I, that, there's a bright side for us. Like, this it thing, is. this quarantine may only last two months. May only yeah. last a month and a half. May only yeah. last three weeks. We don't know. But we got to see. And 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 now that we're, since, since we're here, before I forget... Another reason why I'm overall very restless about the situation is the fact that I'm of the belief that early January I could have caught this COVID nineteen thing. I could have oh, very tell well. Me more. 
So the weekend of of my sister's birthday event, where we're both uh-huh. of us were very sick, I am of the belief yes, that that could have been. No, no, funny. I'm under the, of the belief that that could have because mind you, this thing popped off in December, right? Mm-hmm. This thing popped off in December, and Italy was quarantined and shut down for the past. They, they right. that was like a month ago. The U.S. is behind, right? The U.S. Okay. is the U.S. is super behind. So I'm of the belief that a lot more people in the U.S. have this thing than we realize. And this thing could have probably gotten to the U.S. a lot earlier than we realized. So deep mm. down inside, in my heart of hearts, I'm feeling as though I may have caught in this thing early January, beat it, and now I'm immune. And if that well, is indeed the case, I'm even more antsy than I was than I earlier st- stated. <laughs> I'm even more tight. Like, like let's get this going. Like, let's go. And and it's crazy because again, Twitter's not the place for logic or reason. And there was a tweet. It was a it was a lengthy little paragraph tweet. You know, basically saying that some bug was going around. Y'all got it ready. Relax. And I know mm-hmm. again that there's a lot of times in this world we we may read something that. It's not necessarily factual, but being that it confirms our bias, we run with it. And I'll consciously mm. tell you that this is exactly what happened when I saw that tweet. I'll, I'll be the first to let you know that that's what happened. But I'm of the belief that a part of me believes that, yo, I might have caught this already and got rid of it. And, and a lot of other people probably even in the same situation. So well, that's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, man. I remember that situation when you got sick. I was in the hospital, son. I know you were. Like, y'all kids to the last time I went to, the, went to a hospital, period. Like, yeah. Come on, son. I'm, I'm tight all over again. Like, You had a you had a fever? Uh, it was a fever. I was in excruciating pain the night before. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't, it wasn't like a, a respiratory, like, I wasn't short of breath, but I did have a lot mm-hmm. of mucus on my chest. And it's been, mm-hmm. I will add. It's been a good three years since I've been coughing a mucus in my chest. So oh, when really that wow. was happening that particular night, I'm like, yo, what? I'm like, how? Like early in the day, I was Gucci. But when I started coughing up the phlegm, I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. it's been a minute. It's been years since this happened to me. So now in retrospect, I'm thinking back like, all right. And again, I could be biased. This could be me trying to rationalize and just pin COVID-19 on myself just to get, you know, things moving faster mentally but i don't know man i'm over it, y'all i'm tight bro okay i'm tight wait i'm sick right now i'm tight man i'm mad i'm upset Fifty thousand on my neck that's disrespect but now i'm yeah man this i'm just gonna have to pray and, and hope for the best and um yeah to i mean to i told personal. my co-workers so, i see y'all in the earth made new mercy since i ain't gonna see y'all no more <laughs> this is it <laughs> If this is it, I will say, man, if this is it, I'm I'm shocked because I, I, I thought that um things would happen a lot more faster, you know? Like I I didn't think we'd have to like suffer for a week before God pulled up. I, I thought they would just pull up on some random shit like, oh I'm here. Nah, he's not nah, that's not how it works, man. He ain't pulling up like that. He gonna put his jacket on, but we have to go to a little <laughs> he bit gonna take his first. Time. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then he gonna get up off of his seat. Yeah. And put his jacket on he and be like, all right. I'm on my way. Let me start heading. Let me start heading that direction now. Right, and he's gonna be like, "All right, here I come." You know. Nah, that's tough. So that 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 is super tough. And oh, Matt, before two two more things before we get out of here. I, I forgot. Okay. But um, I forgot to recommend uh whatever shows that I'm watching right now. Again, yes, I am currently um binge watching shows. This is very different and weird and awkward for me. But two shows that I would recommend right now in this quarantine period. There's a show, it's called Self Made. That's what it's called. Self Made on Netflix. Um, oh, really? It tells the story of 
not Mary McLeod Bethune. Who is that? Who's Mary McLeod Bethune? I'm gonna Google her name afterwards, but that's that's that name sounds bad for me. It just it was a tip of my tongue. Uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Walker. Madam, right, Madam C.J. Mm-hmm. Walker. Tell the story of Madam C.J. Walker. Lord forgive me, but I watched it on Friday night, and um, <laughs> I, I clicked it. I clicked it on Friday night again, bro. It was, I was shocked because I, I ran through the whole four se- the whole series in one night, and that's that's not mm-hmm. like me. But um, I really like those come up stories. I like those millionaire stories. So that's probably why okay. I, I, I was hooked on to it. But Self Made is a dope show, and Hunters, Hunters on Amazon Prime. Hunters. Um, Hunters okay. is a show it's with Al Pacino and a couple of other people. The premise of the show is that um there are a bunch of Jews in the 1970s who are hunting Nazis in America. Mm. Hunting Nazis who are hiding in plain sight and, and killing them. Oh, Dope wow. show. Jordan Peele executive. Yeah, yeah. Jo- Do- Jordan Peele executive produced it. Uh, I enjoy the way that it's shot. The cinematography is fire. The production is fire. And I will say, to be honest, I'm not exaggerating. Two minutes into the show, I was hooked. Two minutes into oh. the show, I was hooked. So um, right, I Hunters. definitely, definitely do recommend um, Hunters. Definitely I also do, do recommend Hunters. The Office. Like, please. The Office. Um, it's been a minute since I watched The Office. and I, I, I'm i actually just getting into The Office. I'm in season five and I'm totally in love. It took me about like five years to get on board. But here I am now. No, seriously, <laughs> I would not watch it. I didn't find it funny. I was like, these people are stupid. <laughs> no, nah, seriously. I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm on season four. And I just I just never got a chance to to uh to keep watching it. But again, no, hey, this get, probably is a time get, too. Yes, because you need a too. good laugh, and they will provide that for you. <laughs> I promise you. Now I'm like, yo, you all are twisted, and I absolutely adore it. Now the the, the, the office is, is it's a good laugh. It's a good laugh. It's a yeah, good it laugh. is. But now let's let's get out of here on this. What do you think? How do you think that everything's gonna play out? What's your projection for it? How do you how are you so, gonna survive this? I'm gonna survive this by a lot of prayer. I'm just gonna <laughs> I, I really felt have that OD. To. That's what it comes down like, to though. That's a fact. It really does because like my mental my mental state is so important. And I need to keep it intact, so I'm just going to keep praying and, you know, asking God to be like, listen, don't let me go crazy in this house every day. Mm. Um, I like to take hikes in the summer, so I've been hiking when there's good weather outside Mm. by myself, so that's been nice. Which park are you hiking? Um, So, in where I live in New Jersey, we have this thing called Eagle Rock Reservation. Mm -hmm. And so the reservation has about four different trails that go, like, all across um, the section of New Jersey, you can go as far as you want, but I don't, I just stay like in the area that I live in. Right. So like, uh, last Saturday I took a hike for like an hour and a half, like 3.5 miles. Mm-hmm. People were out, you know, uh, with their children and I just took the nice little trip by myself, you know, up hills, down valleys, over some waters. It's nice. <laughs> Um, at least, at you, least you found a, 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 a hobby to dive into. Yes, so I'm gonna you know I'm pick up my hiking again, and I've been thank you, and I've been cooking lately in my house, um, which I love to do, but I haven't had time to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, been cooking. I ain't gonna tell people what I've been cooking. I want to make y'all hungry <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but um, even if we go back, I think the school year is gonna be tough. And I'm I'm learning, and I've been, we've been talking to educators, and just we've been telling ourselves like, not to we're gonna be intentional about teaching, but not 
too much stress over it because we know that when we do get back, we're going to have to do a lot of reteaching mm-hmm. because it's high schoolers and college folks can do online learning, but elementary children online virtual learning is not suitable for them to learn. Right. So they're only going to grasp what they a grasp. portion of it, you know, and mm-hmm. whatever they do. So we got to learn that if we come back, we can't get frustrated and be like, but sis, I, I woke up at eight 30 for you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> we just got to have to, you know, really just take our time and ease them back into the school system and reintroducing them to being back in a classroom. Right. So, that's, that's, that's an adjustment in itself too. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a great So we've point. been really encouraging each other just to like, you know what, we're going to do our best and whatever will be, will be. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm taking this COVID-19 and keeping in touch with my friends and family, making sure everyone's all right and saying, you know, Lord, even so Lord, quickly come because i'm ready i'm over it we's ready we's ready to go (laughs) we are ready so come he's ready i'm I'm also another uh, i just remember too if if you guys do go back that'd be that'd be something but i i did think about the um the high school seniors the fifth graders the eighth graders the people that are going on to the next Mm -hmm. school like the next phase of their schooling i don't know like what's that gonna be like i wonder if you know, they're just going to automatically get promoted. I wonder if they're going to have to repeat. Yeah, or, I mean, we've had those questions. That's, it's, it's a lot of different questions that need to be answered with this, with the educational situation yeah. that, um, that COVID-19 presents. And um, and no one has an answer. No one has that's, an answer. That's the thing. No, no one, one has, has an answer. answer. So. And no one has okay. even... No one has an answer, and nobody has even thought to have an answer because there's, there's oh, a no, lot more. Not. Yeah. There's a lot more important things to, to worry mm-hmm. about in the absolutely. present moment. Right. In the present moment. So graduation is not on any. No one's mind. No one's mind. No one's mind. Yep. Like apparently there there aren't even enough hospital beds in America right now to be worried about right. graduation. So right. Right. So we shall see. We're just gonna take it one step at a time. <sighs> Listen, that's all we can do. That's all we can do. <sighs> King Bentley it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Rachel, Sister Gross, Miss Gross. <laughs> I appreciate you. No problem, dear. You stay safe. Don't oh. be going outside. No, listen. I okay. still gotta. I still gotta take my hour walks. I don't know about all that. Yes, but. yes. Take your walk, <laughs> but make sure you wash your hands, you sanitize, and you distance yourselves from the social. Okay. I, I definitely will. Rachel has been been my pleasure for having you on the show, man. Thanks so much. Grace and peace be unto you. Have a good one. Amen. Amen. <laughs>